Hello and welcome to Sleeved and Spiritual Podcast. I'm your host, Cecily Searles. This podcast is all about the relatable journey with me. I will be talking about everything from having gastric sleeve surgery to spirituality to being a mom and everything in between. Follow along for some fun, vulnerability, and hopefully some inspiration and information you never knew you needed. Let's get started. Hello. In this episode, I talked to my friend Megan from high school, and she already had the sleeve surgery, and we just talk about her choices and our things in common of why we made the same decision. And she talks to me more about uh, how her life is now and um, trigger warning, we do talk about eating disorders. So enjoy. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Okay. So this is Megan. We have been not super close friends, but we were close friends in high school. We cheered together and, um, we now are going to have a humongous thing in common. Huge. So yeah, huge. So I made the announcement that I'm getting the sleeve surgery, uh, like a couple of weeks ago. Couple and- weeks ago. And I have actually been following Megan's like weight loss journey on Facebook, not on Instagram. And then I found out that she wasn't posting on Facebook about it. But um, I thought, I thought you just did it like naturally, naturally. And I was like, damn this girl. I mean, I know people do it naturally and I'm not saying don't try it naturally, but I was like, holy shit. She's like totally transformed for one and you you look healthy. And, um, when I announced it, she was like, best decision I've ever made. And I was like, what (laughs) someone my age and someone I know this is so good. So I was so excited for you. Yeah. So tell me what led to your decision. Oh man. Um, to make a huge long story, like kind of compact, I, I, you know, me, I've always been like the bigger girl, even when we were in high school, I was big. Um, I was just a big bone, whatever you want to call it, whatever it may be. I was just always heavier. No, I was going to say you weren't like fat, but you were yeah. big Sicker. bone, I guess. Yeah. 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 Like thick wasn't a word when we were in high school, but I wish yeah. it was. Cause then I would have been yeah. like, I'm thick. Yeah. Um, but no. <laughs> um, so I just kept gaining weight. Um, I, I had yo-yoed. I had done all the diets I had done um, you know, CrossFit, Olympic lifting. I even got like trained, um, or certified as a personal trainer. And, you know, I, I got down to like 183, which for me at the time, that was like seven or eight years ago was pretty small for me. I'm five, six. So, um, I had always, I knew I was like capable of it, but, um, throughout the years, it just all came back on. And then in 2020, I got COVID really bad and they put me on all sorts of steroids and I was on like crazy medications and I just like ballooned Mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get all of this off on top of everything that I already had. So I went, I went from my smallest in like 2015 at like 183 to the time of when I decided I was going to have my surgery, I was 252. Wow. Yeah. So at five, six, um, 70 pounds gained pretty quickly. Yeah, pretty quickly. Um, and 
you know, I had blood pressure issues, but I was like in my head, I'm like, everyone's like, once you go on blood pressure medications, you're never getting off of them. I'm like, okay, I'm not doing that. I'll just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you dealing with some similar stuff, yeah. but I absolutely refuse. Mm-hmm. And my doctor's like, you kind of need to do something. And I'm like, well, it's not going to be meds. So yeah. that's when I started. I mean, truthfully, and it's not really embarrassing. Social media is such a big part of our lives now, but like TikTok was what pushed me over the edge. And I saw so many people's success stories and I'm like, oh, I could do that. So, ah, yeah. I mean, that's like the short abridged version. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you think was like the straw that broke the camel's back that you were like, okay, fuck it. I'm doing it. I don't, it wasn't like seeing a, oh no, it was a video. It wasn't a picture. It was a video. We were at my best friend's birthday party and, um, just having a good time in the backyard. And I knew like one of my guy friends was taking a video of me. I might've been like inebriated. It's fine. Um, but I, (laughs) I knew he was taking like a video or a picture of me and I'm like, dude, stop. Um, I knew I was not like flattering yeah and I'm like will you just send that to me whatever you just took will you just send it to me so I know like before you post yeah like why you're making fun of me or whatever it is um and I saw it and I was like I know I don't think he was but I think he just thought it was funny because I looked like trash um but in my mind I was like oh my god I don't know who that girl is like that is the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life like am I really that big and that's when I was like, I, I, I can't look at myself anymore. I am doing this surgery. Um, that was in 2020. Um, well, that was 2020 when I really decided to start like researching it. And then um, January, sorry, my dog. <laughs> I was like, what, what is that? <laughs> he waits till I get on a call at all times. Um, so, but I mean, truly, I started researching it in January of 2021. And then my best friends were like, Hey, we don't think you should do it. Like, we don't think you're going to be happy. Um, you know, I, I couldn't do it. Like I will, I, you know, us, we love to go out and eat. And that's a big part of our, like our social setting. And so I was like, yeah, you're, you're right. Like I I can't do this. And then I couldn't do it anymore. Like the blood pressure was so scary. Um, it was, it was like, do I want to die or do I want to make a change for myself, a sacrifice that will set me up for the future? And I just pulled the trigger finally in, uh, what was it? June. I'm coming up on my year next week. June what? June 7th. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, so we're both going to have June anniversaries. Oh yeah. So yeah. Tell everybody when you're doing yours. I am doing it June 21st. I turn 33 and you did it when you, well, you did it before you turned 33, right? Um, yeah. But like, ironically, I turned 32 on May 24th and then like three weeks later did it. So you're kind of doing like, yeah, I turned 33 on Friday, June 3rd. And then, um, and then my birthday is June 3rd. So, you know, like golden birthday, obviously I was three years old, so I'm calling this my my silver birthday. Yeah. So I think my 33rd year is going to be the best one yet. It's going to be so Um, special. I'm so excited. I'm very nervous. One thing that you mentioned, uh, I think when we were talking and then you kind of like touched on it right now, 
that your friends were like, no, that's like our social scene. How has that kind of happened with you now? Because like, I live in fucking Italy. So I just to kind of, before you answer that, sorry, I asked the question and now I'm going to talk. (laughs) (laughs) So I live in Italy with like pasta and bread everywhere. I would die. So my son's graduation is tonight. And so, uh, we went out to dinner last night with his, I'm his stepmom. Um, we went out to dinner with his mom and his stepdad last night. And I have started the pre-op diet, like kind of this week. Yeah. And so I, I've given myself like all throughout the day, I'm doing the pre-op diet. And then last night, tonight and my birthday for dinner, I'm going to just eat whatever. And then actually my birthday party is like a few food funeral. Like I'm just alcohol and all the food and whatever. So, um, but it's, it's hard because I was like, do I actually like indulge on this dinner because I already gave myself that grace or like, do I try to be good, but like olive oil, pasta bread pizza like how does that change your because I know it's not like you can't ever have it but you have to have it definitely in moderation so how did how did that change your drinking how did that change your friend life like oh man I mean that's all we did my friends and I was go out to eat and drink and happy hour and co-workers so first I'll touch on the friend piece um And I think my friends would attest to this too. So I don't mind saying it, but it was challenging. Like I said, please, whatever you do, don't stop inviting me places just because you're going to go out to eat. Like I will sip on a water. I will, if we go to sushi, I'll have sashimi and like, I will figure it out wherever we go. Yeah. Um, But I think they felt guilty. And I don't know, that's like maybe a conversation to have at some point in our lives, but it did, they did, people did pull back. Like a lot of people did pull back. And I think it was just them not understanding how to process too, because it's a big change for them too. Yes. Um, so emotionally and mentally, I was like, am I losing my friends? Like, why? I Are, are they mad? Did I do something? Am I talking about my surgery too much? Am I annoying? Um, it's hard. So that is a mental challenge and something that like everybody just kind of needs to take in. Um, yeah. At the food though, I mean- now, like I told everybody, I can pretty much go anywhere. Um, I think really at six months is when I had pretty much experimented with almost everything. I will say my doctors out here in California had, in talking to people on forums and TikTok and Instagram, they have the strictest um, post-op diet that I had heard of. And it was a month or six weeks of you know, one month of liquids only post-op. So literally no purees, no soft foods and, um, nothing, just protein shakes, Gatorade, Jello, sugar-free popsicles, which I like keep in my, uh, uh, on me at all times, sugar-free popsicles. Yeah, I need to go and <laughs> I bought those like two months ago, just because I wanted to see if I liked them and my kids ate them all. I think. I <laughs> and then from there I did six weeks of purees, which was brutal because you know, you're getting tastes of like real food. Um, and then you're still not really able to eat. And then from there, I did another six weeks of soft food, which is like basically one step above baby food. Um, 
And then I kind of started moving on to like what I thought I could tolerate going out to eat. So that's 18 weeks. So how many months is that? Four and a half months. Yeah. It was brutal. So that's why at like, and that's obviously when I lost the most weight was in those first like four to six months is because I was so restricted in those months. Six months is like really where you're going to feel, I think. Well, I say that, but everybody's different. I know people that are like, oh, I started soft foods two weeks in. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, how? Because like, I, I couldn't uh, No, I, when I got home from the hospital, I had a shot glass of water and was like barely able to get water. Oh, I'm so nervous about that. I'm nervous about the gulps that I take because at all times. Uh Yes. So, and you know how, like when you wake up in the middle of the night and you need water and you're like drinking it, like it's Jesus's river. And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, how do, I don't know how to take small gulps or small bites about like of anything. It's weird. Like you'll see me this whole video. I'm just like, okay, one sip here. And then I set it down. Um, I was just like, I heard, I think this is a lie now because I've seen a lot of people that have had it and you're drinking out of a straw. I heard that you can't drink out of a straw. I think a lot of people, I think that was like a thing, um, at some point, but right. Yeah. I don't, I never had a problem. And in fact, I found it easier to get my water in, in drinking what I'm used to, which is a hydro flask or something, you know? Yeah. And, and I was able to take like smaller sips with a straw. Um, I guess if, if you get down to the bottom of a hydro flask and you kind of get those like air bubbles, I guess it kind of like bother you, but I really never had that happen. So I say just like, try it out. Yeah. Try it out. You'll be okay. Um, But yeah, no, no more gulping, no more chugging. Yeah. I could probably, let's see. Hold on. Let's see. That's probably about it. I mean that was pretty decent. <laughs> yeah, but not like you, you know, not like a, over and you drink like that much. <laughs> yeah, not where you're like gulping, gulping, gulping. Wow. Okay. But Drinking. Drink alcohol. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, speaking of hungover, which I was on last Saturday, like violently hungover, um, and it's because it was the first time since my surgery that I had like mixed a bunch of drinks and alcohol and had sugary drinks, which was so stupid. I know better. Um, your body does not tolerate sugar anymore, which like, thank God it will metabolize differently. And you feel like I am hungover, like instantly, like I drink and get drunk after like one or two drinks, like two vodka sodas. I heard about that. But then I also heard that you sober up like in like Yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. But then along with that, like, depending on if you're hydrating properly or not, or what, whatever you're drinking, like I'm also hungover, like instantly, especially when I drink wine. So yeah, (laughs) like the wine Um, headaches are real. Yeah. I have, um, I mean, that could be a podcast episode on itself. Um, have really like figured out my relationship with alcohol because I mean in high school I don't know if you knew this but in high school I was either drunk high or like I had an eating disorder so Mm -hmm. and I was drinking because I was just like you know trying to 
cover up the sadness or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I talk about that. Well, I actually haven't done that episode yet, but it's going to come out before this one, but, uh, like why I made that decision and what kind of, led yeah. but, um, when Levi and I got together, uh, we had, that was our whole thing because we didn't have custody of the boys yet and we mm, didn't have cute. our own kids. So we literally just partied all every single day and yeah, like drink could. 20, 24 pack of beer to ourselves every single night. And I gained, I went from like 175 to 210 about, Mm -hmm. um, in a short amount of time. And then I've kind of just since then have just like stayed there. Yeah. And And you're shorter than me. I am. I'm five. I say I'm five, four because in the Navy, they didn't do halves. So I'm actually like three, five, three and a half, but the Navy said I was five, four. So I'm claiming it. Um, but the, but like the max weight for five, four was one sixty, And that's actually one of the reasons why I got out was because I oh weighed God. in, I weighed in at one sixty three, and I had just made, um, I had just made E4 and they wouldn't let me put E4 on because I was three pounds overweight. That is wild. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that was one of the many reasons why I got out. I got sure. out PTSD and stuff like that, but that's a started. whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. That was a whole other, whole other episode. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, we had a hardcore, hardcore, hardcore drinking problem. Levi, um, much, I don't want to say much more than me, but he is actually now a year plus sober. Um, he's that's fantastic. Me. Yeah, he completely um, quit drinking and it's completely changed our marriage. And I only drink, I mean, when I used to drink, I would black out every single time, every single time. And now I stop, I, I try to stop every single time when I'm buzzed. So yeah. I haven't been drunk, drunk. I think I've been drunk twice in the past two years since we've lived That's in, awesome. in Italy. Yeah. So I'm not really worried about the, the alcohol aspect and I don't really have an addictive personality, but I have heard that transfer addiction. I was just going to say, let's touch on that. Yeah. Into alcohol or, or into anything. It's just a, transferring your addiction to food, uh, to anything. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Do you uh, know any people that have had it and, and have not been successful? Trying to, um, not the sleeve or bypass. I, I have a close friend that did the, um, lap band, which was terrible. Like even my doctor said, like, they should not, they should take that off the market. It's, yeah. it's especially when you can have bypass, which is actually reversible if you wanted to. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, Other, I mean, people will say like, oh, you're, you're not likely to succeed after like a year or people put the weight back on and yeah, you can. I mean, of course you can just like anything else, but it all comes down to just like creating healthy habits. And for me, I'm like, I just went, I've had two back surgeries, multiple other surgeries throughout my life. And this surgery was by far, like it wasn't painful. It wasn't like, I didn't feel like I was going to die at any point, but like it mentally, physically, like was one of the most difficult things I've ever done. So why go through that? Mm -hmm. And why, why become a whole new person 
and change yourself mentally just to set yourself back in that place. Um, yes. And I think that kind of like touches on being in the right mental state too. Yeah. So I have a couple of family members and I don't know if they're going to listen to this or not, but um, I have a couple of family members and a friend that I know um, that have all done it. And I don't, other than you and the people that I have like met doing this thing, they, they have all gained it back. It's scary. And um, one of them likes to drink, actually a lot of them like to drink wine. My family members um, drink wine a lot. I think my aunt had like a leak, like a leak in her stomach and was like stomach, oh, wow. like, like basically, yeah. like she was getting really, really, I'm, I'm nervous about that. However, one thing I'm super confident in is that, um, I have done a tremendous amount of mental and spiritual work over the past six years, more, more so four years. Yeah. I've watched that, it. Huh? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it's important. And I think a lot of people that get this surgery or any type of surgery, um, they get it as a fix to love themselves rather than loving themselves before. And then just being like complete when you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I love the fuck out of myself. Like, I don't think you can love yourself more than I do. I just don't like looking in the mirror. Yes. And like, like, I, like looking at myself right now, I like it, but I also have makeup on and I have my hair, how I like it. But when I'm looking at myself in the mirror without makeup on, and I don't feel done, like when I used to, when I was fit and healthy, my skin was great. And that could be an older thing too. I'm not taking that into account, but (laughs) the weight has definitely made it like, I don't like looking in the mirror. And when you said like, I don't recognize myself, I don't recognize myself. And it's been fucking 10 years since I've been this weight. Yes. So you would think that I would have gotten used to looking like this, but I don't like at all. No. And especially like you see yourself in pictures and you're like, that's not, there's no, that's just a bad angle because I am not that big. I'm not that big. Yes. But then I, when post-op, when you lose a weight, you're like, oh my God, like, why didn't anyone tell me? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. So I've had a lot of people because, you know, I am my business, um, coaching and breath work and everything, everything is online. So a lot of people that follow me or, or, um, know me don't actually know me in person. Mm. So a lot of people have been like, but you're not even that big. All the well, well, you're seeing what I'm letting you see. You're not seeing me at all angles. And then the people that know me and see me every day, I was so nervous to tell people and people were so supportive. And then I was like, Oh my God, everyone's really supportive. Maybe I like, am super fat. Like, like <laughs> they're really supportive of this. I, I never mean, thought I of it that way. Love me, But I was like, they're being like extra supportive. So obviously oh, shit. I never thought of it that way. That's so funny. Cause I got that was like my thing. first thought. Yeah. That was my first thought. They're like, yeah, you should do it. I'm like, how big am I to you? But I mean, <laughs> But what's crazy is that 
I know that I'm big, but sometimes when I look in the mirror, I don't think I'm that big. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I still look good. And then I was like, no. yes. I'm like, no. <laughs> but then I try on something that I like to wear or like, that's a huge thing for me is that like, I, with the way that people dress today, like I want to dress like that. I want to dress like that, but I, and, and you know what, I have started wearing crop tops and rocking it and stuff, but like, I don't want to be brave because I'm wearing a crop top because I'm fat. Yes. I just want to look good in it. I just want to look good. I don't want to be brave. I don't want to be like, Ooh, the cool fat girls wearing a crop top with tattoos. Like, no, I don't, I don't want to be that. I want to be me because when I close my eyes, I think I'm like, yes. 140, 150 tone, the the way that I looked when I was in the Navy. Like it's like reverse body dysmorphia. Yes. Yes. I didn't know that was a thing. I I had it too. I was like, okay. Yes. (laughs) Totally. I'm so glad that you feel that way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I think, I think that the opposite body dysmorphia that you get when you're done, which Obviously I am thinking, I am not a medical expert. I don't know if this is real, but I think my opinion is that people that don't do the mental work before have the body dysmorphia after because they're still fucked up in the head that it's like, I'm the problem on the inside. I'm the problem on the inside, but they're not realizing it. So they're just putting it on the outside. Yeah. It, I, I think I was in a really good place. I had done a little bit of therapy. Um, and I think that for me, like it was more of a connection of, cause you lose weight so rapidly. Like the first week of my surgery, I lost 13 pounds. Um, and when you lose weight that fast, your, your mind is not catching up with the mirror. Yeah. And you're like that you're like, no, I, yeah. I'm still, I'm still bigger. So I think for me, like it's finally caught up and I'm like, no, I am that person. I am smaller. Like uh, the weird thing is, I don't know if it's body dysmorphia or maybe it's just, um, maybe it's like PTSD from being big, but I like, I still think of myself of taking up that space. Like if I'm around like men or people or like airplanes, I'm like, whoa, I fit in this now. Oh, or like when I'm, especially around men, like I'm like, oh, I'm smaller than him. Like in my mind, I'm not. So it's yeah. like, it's a, it's a weird connection. And I don't know if it's yeah. necessarily body dysmorphia, but you'll no, I think it's kind yeah. of like, like a phantom arm kind of thing where you're, yes. yeah. Um, so I don't know if I will have that only because I have been thinner before. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, I, I started following the, um, our sleeved life podcast and They're both great. of them. Yeah. Both. I hope to be a guest on their podcast one day. I know me too. Take me with you. I'm putting it out there. Take us with you. Yeah. Um, so I have started following them and both of them said that they were big girls from the start. So they were not used to getting the attention. And that's another thing that I wanted to talk on. I'm not doing this so that I get attention from men or anything. Cause I've already had that. You're like, I'm married. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Well, and I'm married. I, well, first of all, I'm married, but I still love to get attention. Let's be clear about that. Um, by anybody, dogs, girls, 
men and all people, all humans or all species. But they were talking about, I'm not used to getting the attention. Like once I got like that and stuff. So like, Mm -hmm. I've already, I've already experienced what it's like to be a beautiful, healthy person. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced what it's like to be a beautiful fat person. Totally different. Yeah. And I like being a beautiful, healthy person. And right. there's nothing wrong with that. Like I keep going back and forth, like, don't say these things because it's going to, but, but it's my truth. I'm going to say it because I would much rather be, and I'm not saying that I, I, I hate the person I am because I fucking love who I am. I love <laughs> my my, who I am as a spiritual person, as a mom, as a wife, as a being. But when I look in the mirror, I want it to be the full package, not just Mm -hmm. the personality, you know? Yeah. I, two things. I, first, I always say like, you're here once do it. However, like when I, I I have like 20 more pounds that I want to get rid of and it's all on my belly, but you better believe that I, I'm getting snipped and cut and like redoing things to do, to feel and look confident in however I want to, because I'm the same way. Like I just want to live my best life. Yeah, like it's yeah. not, it's not for anyone else, but me. Yeah, um, yeah. and people might see it as vain, but honestly, like I'm, I feel like I've always been this like smaller, healthy human inside. And I just like, didn't know how to crawl out of that, like fat suit that I was in. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then secondly, I will say that thin privilege is like, you will hear so many people talk about it. It is the realest thing ever. And I had never had that in my life. Yeah. And I'm sure you being on the flip side, you can, you probably have experienced both worlds. I am starting to experience like weird things, like people, people holding doors, people doing favors for me. I don't have to pay for parking sometimes. Like weird shit that never would have happened so I mean and you could say like oh that's really sad like doesn't that make you feel sad that people treat you different I'm like no it makes me sad for them like yeah it it really I'm getting the benefits of it but yeah yeah, it sucks it sucks that they are treating other people like that um if you've if you're listening to this podcast then you probably listened to the other or I hope but you should go back if you haven't listened to my first one of why I did this, but I am a sexual assault survivor. And so a lot of my coping mechanisms when I was in high school and up until I met my husband actually was using my sexuality as my and as my shield. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I was not, I don't want to say I was gorgeous, but I was one hot piece of ass. Um, <laughs> and I literally get old habits die hard or die fast or whatever. Like I still find myself wanting attention from men. And then I have to like reel myself back in. Like, what are you actually trying to get right now? What do you right. need? Why do you feel this and stuff like that? Um, but I have noticed that the bigger that I am, I don't get the same, uh, response from men. And that was a hard thing to realize. And like one thing now, so after Levi stopped drinking, he does yoga every day. He meditates every day. Fucking hot. He's so hot. And his skin changed because he like, doesn't have like the alcohol, you know, skin tone and stuff. 
it's a thing. It's a total thing. I is like the most support and he's paying for this. He's paying for my surgery. I am not doing it out of, I'm, I'm doing it out of pocket because I'm not doing it through, right. through uh, insurance. So he's paying for it and he's very supportive and he, he knows he was like, I don't think that you need it, but I know how sexy you are when you're confident. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that you're sexy right now, but when you look at your, when you're not looking in the mirror, you are so confident, but when you go and look in the mirror and then you go out to do something, you've already put this idea in your head that you're less than whoever the else you're going to see and you're in a bad mood or you go and try something on and you're sad. Like, I don't like that. I don't, I like the confidence, Leslie. So if you can always be confident in the body that you're in, then I don't think you need it. But if this is going to bring you confidence and happiness, then I support you. So that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very, very grateful, um, for him and for, uh, I mean, he's changed everything. Like he's, you know, he's been a huge supporter of all of my journey, um, in everything I do. So Shout it's important. Yeah. Yeah. It, support is like, I mean, I didn't think my family was going to be supportive, but they were like, and now it's so funny that you said that, like, oh crap, I really was that overweight. People were like, yes, do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, that could just be like a, we're projecting or I'm projecting something. Yeah. Um, maybe they just are really supportive and we have really great people in our lives, but there's a part of me that's like, yeah, they think you're fat and they need you to like, well, I, I think it, I think it's both because like, I, my mom was like, I thought she was going to be the first person to be like, absolutely not. And she's like, if, if that's what you really want to do, I'm like, oh, and then after I got the surgery, it's like, she's like, I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, why didn't you ever tell me like, that I was at this like crazy unhealthy place. And she's like, how, yeah. how was I supposed to say that? Yeah. I remember, um, after high school, uh, because I had an eating disorder, I knew how much I weighed during high school. I weighed 117 throughout freshman year to senior year. You were tiny. I weighed 117. And if I got to 118, I was like, um, trigger warning. When I started dating Corey, do you remember Corey? Yes. When I started dating Corey, I got very comfortable with him. He was a great boyfriend at the time. Uh, when I started dating Corey, I uh, ended up living with him for a little bit and I got up to 160. So 117 to 160. In it's a like, big change. It's a huge change. Um, and even then he was very kind and very supportive. But then I, then we broke up and I like didn't eat and I was so upset. And I think I got back on my eating disorder a little bit. And, um, my cousins and my uncles, I remember were just like, you look so good. We didn't know how to tell you you were fat. And I'm like, thanks. Cool. I, that's like so weird. Cause I don't ever remember you gaining weight, but like, we were all so awful in high school. Like, yeah, well, it wasn't in high school. It was after high school. Oh, that's fine. It was, it was after, after okay. high school. Yeah. It was okay. right after I graduated. So gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, it really, people don't know how to say it. And so it's like, you really have to get to a point where you yourself are ready to pull the trigger. Yeah. You have a, you have a why and that why like drives you to do it. Yeah. And, and it can't, I mean, yes. all. Of also, if you, if you hear it from somebody else, that's never going to be 
a changer. It's just going to change the relationship that you have with that person. So I can understand why people would never say that. You know what I mean? Because you're always going to remember that one time where your grandma or your uncle or whoever said, Hey, you sure you want to eat that? Or you sure, you know, like you're going to remember that because it's going to scar you. So it is your decision. And it's not on anyone else to tell you that you're fat. You know, you're fat, you You know, you know, you, it might not be like something that's like in the forefront of your mind when it's happening, because those, those pounds sneak up on you. And if you're looking at yourself in the mirror every single day, you're not seeing those subtle changes. So if you don't look at yourself from like a month, then you're like, Oh fuck, something happened. And I think that's why scale watching is such a big deal because Mm -hmm. for people who don't check the scale, even though you're looking in the mirror, if you check the scale, even like once a week, then you're like, oh shit, I gained weight. I didn't realize. I know people are like, don't watch the scale. I did. And for me, it's an accountability tool. Um, I, I'm, that's a perfect way to put it is like, I I have to, because I mean, otherwise I just don't know. I want to be sure that my ass is not gaining weight again. I think that having the surgery is different. Like I'm definitely going to check the scale at least once a week. I think that's going to be like a thing, you know, you Um, need to, you need to track it somehow. Yeah. Uh, Two more questions. Do you have any regrets? Uh, Honestly, I love, so the doctors that I chose were, um, Dr. Faze and Dr. Rim in California. They're always on TV. And I was like, that's so cheesy. They're probably like not real doctors. Yeah. Um, but I really liked the idea of having two doctors because I was so afraid that I was going to die on the table because my blood pressure the day of surgery was 155 over 110. Um, that is not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they were trying to get my blood pressure down before I even went on the table. Um, so I wanted, yeah. And I, I was always, yeah, I was up. I was always up above like 140 at all times. So I was like, okay, two doctors, they have a zero mortality rate. I'm probably not going to die with them. That's great. Uh, and they, and they do surgery different. They do smaller incisions. So I was all for it. The only thing is like, there was no bedside like manners. There was that my hospital experience was truthfully like the worst in Culver city, shout out to the Culver city hospital. Yeah, it was, it was awful. So I wish I had kind yeah. of done more research on the back end about the hospital experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was during COVID. So I had to go through the whole thing alone. Nobody was allowed in the recovery room with me. In fact, I shared a recovery room with some crazy chick um, that was in there for a completely different reason. It wasn't bariatric. Um, so uh, truthfully, that's my only regret. If it's a regret is like, yeah. just not read not researching the back end a little bit more, but how was I to know? I thought I did the research with the doctors and they were great. I had no complications. I didn't die. My surgery has been more than successful. Check, so. didn't die. <laughs> <Done>. Didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't been very open with this. I was planning on doing it um, once I have the surgery, but by the time this comes out, it'll be when I yeah. am about to have the surgery. So I'm having my surgery in Mexico. And I have been following this company for over a year because my friend had surgery with them, but she had plastics done. She had like the mommy makeover done. Mm -hmm. And that was my original plan was to have the mommy makeover. 
Okay. But I had to lose, you have to be for, for this company, you have to be under 31 BMI and I am 36 BMI. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, so I have to lose 40 pounds to get underneath that. And I'm like, can I do that realistically? I mean, yeah, but I would either have to like be on the strictest diet ever. And I know when I say that, like, you're going to be on a strict diet after the thing, but yeah, but my stomach's smaller. So like you're forced. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you did, I didn't know this, but I read this in all of my research is that your hunger hormones are not being Fun. developed. Yeah. Um, as long as you're not emotionally eating, like you can't anyways. So, so I was like, okay, I could do that. Or I would be like either on a strict diet, overly exercising. And like I said, I love myself enough to not strict myself to do that. And my daughters, I really don't want my daughters to watch me kill myself to do all of this, you know, in an unhealthy way. Yeah. In an unhealthy way. Yeah. Um, whereas right now I'm being honest with them. Like, yes, I'm having this surgery. It's going to make mommy's stomach smaller because I want to be healthy enough to play with you guys. And I, I need to just be in a better area than you. And I want to talk to them when they get older about like, yeah, you know, all the things, but, um, anyway, so I didn't even know that it was an option to have the sleeve. I thought you had to be like 300, 400 pounds to have a thing. I had no idea. And I didn't even know that this company. So for a, like, for like seven months, I had been following them just for plastics. And then I was like, let me just research more. And then found this whole other side because they were saying like, you can't have plastic surgery until you're a year out of weight loss surgery. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, where are these people getting their weight loss surgery? So then I found <laughs> like the other half of this company and, um, it's called EOC Elias Ortiz. Have you heard of them? I think so. I, yeah. Some, so, so many of those like, blogs. well, so if you watch a lot of stuff on TikTok, there's a like Australian girl that's super blonde. Yes. Yes. So that's she got it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was like, that was, that's another thing that made me feel like comfortable because it's an American company. They just do it in Mexico. They're American board yeah. So found out that you actually, I think that it should be a little bit higher because there's people that are getting it when they're like 170 pounds and I don't yeah. think that, but that's not me. I'm not each their own. Yep. Do what you feel like you need to do. But for, to get a sleeve, you have to be over 30 BMI. Wow. So I was like, wow. So then I looked at like the prices and the experiences and I've been like tracking that for a long time. And then I brought it up to Levi and Levi was like, if this is what you want to do, I wholeheartedly support you. So then my mom came to visit and I told her what I was planning on doing. And now she's doing it with me. So her surgery is the day after mine. I cannot wait to watch you both. Yeah. So um, there's a, a picture of her and I in Hawaii in a pool and I was obviously Navy fit and my mom had just done some crazy, um, she was just like working on herself. I think she was single, um, just working on herself and she was fit and thin and we would look like twins and I was like, mom, a year from now, we are going to recreate this picture Maybe not in Hawaii, but we're going to recreate this picture. So that's something I'm excited for. I can't wait to see that because you will a year. I mean, yeah. they say you lose 
So like for me, I have a hundred pounds to lose. My real BMI should be about, or my real weight should be about 150 for five, six. So I'm currently at like 172. Okay. Um, so they say that you with the sleeve can lose about 60 to 70% of the weight you need to lose. So that's like what they medically tell you. So for me, yeah. 60, 70% of hundred pounds is 60 to 70 pounds. Yes. So I have surpassed that. Most people do if you like follow the rules. So, yeah. I mean, you'll be there in a year. No problem. <sighs> I'm so excited. What's your favorite thing about life right now? Because you had the surgery. I just like who I'm becoming. Like, I mean, I have this, like my own thing that I'm doing. Um, I, you know, I, I don't have like a big Instagram or anything yet, but like I make little TikToks here and there. And I never thought that I'd be like on a social media platform, like putting myself out there, like you're going to do, which is fantastic. You want to plug in your TikTok right now? Sure. Uh, Mac talk, um, at Mac underscore talk T O K. So yeah, I mean, I don't have like some sort of like crazy following or anything, but like my goal is to really just educate people and similar to what you're doing and to kind of normalize this because I have had so many people approach me. I've had two people already have the surgery because they've watched what I've been through. Yes. And it's important that we talk about it. Totally. So, yeah. I've had like two people reach out to me asking like what made you it's a process. Yeah. yeah. I think that it's definitely going to become well more. And, and when you messaged me that you are not messaged me, but said that you had done it to other people that I know that I thought that I was watching their weight loss journey. <laughs> they were just like best decision ever. And I was like, what the fuck? There are all these people. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, it kind of made me feel better, but because I, I, I was comparing myself to you guys, like if they can do it, I'm like, <laughs> so you did it the way I'm going to do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, my friend who got the mommy makeover, she lost, I want to say like 150 pounds naturally, but that girl made it her entire being to work out like that's, that's that is fantastic but that's not my journey yeah i am not an overly workout person and i am not a limit myself strict person either i need to go with the flow because that's just who i am and so i would never ever be able to be a consistent overly exerciser person yeah like four hours in the gym five times. I yeah. mean, I'm a, I, I'm a huge, I mean, I love weightlifting. I, I've always just been that person, but like, again, and good for her. She must have like amazing genetics too, because for me, like no matter what I did, like that weight would just not come off. And I think I really, from all the dieting and all the crash diets and the ketos and the juice diets, like, I think I just crash. I crashed my metabolism, like gone. Like there was no coming back. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. And I started getting tested for PCOS and they Mm -hmm. said that I have like the startings of that and stuff. So I'm like, all of these things are like working against me right now. And I know like my back and my knees and like, I actually love to do yoga and I loved, um, 
doing beach body and, and this workout on beach body, but it hurts. Like it physically hurts because I'm so overweight. Like when you're carrying 70, 80 pounds of over of extra weight, it's really fucking hard. It's really hard. And it's, it's demotivating because like, like they're like, Oh, like just come do burpees. And I'm like, this does not go on the ground and then come back up like actively and fast. Like, yeah. And I'm, I was the same way and I'm a big hiker. And let me tell you the first hike, the first major hike I did in Sedona, Arizona, after I had lost, I think I was like down 50 pounds at that point. I was cruising. Like, Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) That's so exciting to me. I love being outdoors. I loved all of those things, but I think as I got, I don't know if it's older or bigger. Um, I was so afraid of falling yes. and like hurting myself. And I still don't know, maybe when I lose my weight, I'll just figure out that I'm just a big baby, but it's a thing. Like it is something about the space you take up and the weight and the gravity. And even like riding roller coasters was terrifying to me overweight because I'm like, what if I bounce out? Like, yeah. And it's so stupid, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's You're playing other. Yeah. That, I'm like, at the, I'm at the very, very last bit of it. I could wrap the thing around me now, girl. And I'm just like, Hey, oh. I like, hi. That is so so it's the little things, the, the non-scale victories, um, wrapping the towel I, where it's not covering your vagina and your butt. Yeah. 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 It's all those little things that like, yeah, I think I just enjoy all the little things and like, like I said, who I'm becoming, who I've always been, but like society just has like pushed me down and like been made me feel that I couldn't be that person as a, as a heavier person, which is terrible, but, um, yeah, it's great. You're going to be so happy. You're going to be so successful. And, um, I, for everybody watching, like, I can't wait for them to see your journey and well, thank you so, so much. It was good to see your face. You too. I'm so thankful that you came on. Thank you. Anytime. Yeah. Next time. I mean, next time I probably physically see you, you will be a different person. So I'm excited. Um, same person, well, different. same person, <laughs> different body. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want any more information from my opinions or just what I've been through, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Sleeved and Spiritual. Just a reminder, I am not a doctor. This is all from my point of view. Please consult your doctors, your loved ones, people you can trust before making any rash decisions. I hope you have an amazing day and I can't wait to have you around again. Bye.